0: Welcome to season six of the RAG podcast. Now, for those of you who don't know, the RAG stands for recruitment agency growth. And this show has been around since early 2019. And every week we are obsessed with finding out how the world's most successful and innovative recruitment agencies and their founders have got to where they are today. In season six, alongside the founder's story and the inside information of that business, I also wanna focus on the reality of today's economy. There is so much noise about this inevitable recession that we find ourselves in right now and where it's going to go is it really having an impact on the recruitment sector are they seeing any change in job flow are they seeing any change in candidate control or activity what is going on i want to find out so every single week i want to forget the propaganda forget the noise i'm going to speak to a real life recruitment owner and find out what is going on in their business i'll bring it to you every single Wednesday from 12 o'clock across multiple platforms. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the RAG podcast on this week's show. I was joined by Joe Selick. Joe is the founder of Selick Partnership, a business with just over 100 staff that he launched by himself in 2002 in Manchester. Over the, the last 20 years, 21 years now, Joe has been at the helm, his name's on the door. He's been driving the business forward and they've grown exponentially in that period of time. Last year, they turned over 95 million pounds across 105 people. In 2019, just before the pandemic, they secured a 70% investment or acquisition by a French company, a facilities management and recruitment business, um, and then went straight into a pandemic after. However, they've grown exponentially. They've doubled revenue since then. And in this episode, I spent time understanding Joe's mindset, breaking down the barriers of what he went through in the early days and the journey in between from the start to now. One of the most infectious, uh, natural, charismatic recruitment founders I've ever met. Um, He gives away some really practical advice, hugely inspirational conversation, um, and talks about the the impact it's had on him as a person his life to go from broke starting his own firm to realizing you know wealth creation with an exit uh, and everything in between so i hope you enjoy this episode i'm confident you will without further ado joe welcome to the rag podcast Sean, thanks for the invitation pleasure R- really pleased pleasure. to be here great you know we uh, we've already been talking pre-show we've been we've, we've been chewing the fat about Manchester United and Manchester City. We both we both agreed we uh well we we figured out we support the opposite sides of the city.
1: So it should be uh, an interesting conversation. It
0: should be. And you're in Liverpool today. Is that one of your offices?
1: Yeah, so uh drove over this morning, went went to the match last night. United beat West Ham 3 1. Yeah. So we're in good shape. Uh drove over to, to Liverpool this morning. So we're in um, the plaza building in Liverpool right. on the 14th floor. So we've got a really good view of of, of the Mersey. And um, yeah, should should have a
0: good day. Love it. Well, Joe, I've done you a brief introduction, but I can never do it justice, right? Yeah. Do us a favor. Give us the bird's eye view of you and and the business today. I don't want the store, we'll go into the story in a minute. So I'm talking locations, headcount, what you do right now.
1: Yeah. Okay. Fine. So um, we have five uh, offices across the UK. So I'll list those for you. So head office in Manchester, uh, other offices in uh, Liverpool, Newcastle, uh, Derby, and Leeds. We have uh, two little satellite operations in Stoke and London. Uh, currently, about hundred employees—I uh, think one hundred and five, hundred and six. Great. Um, into some some uh, big markets: um, uh, finance market, legal market, actuarial market. Yeah. Um, established a business twenty years ago, and um, and still loving it. You know, the recruitment is the, is the best business uh, to be in. If I didn't do recruitment, I don't know what the hell I would do. Um, but I love it, you know. Day to day, no day the same. Um, really fast moving, all that kind of stuff, which uh, you know people have spoken to you about over the years. But it's the thing for me, Sean, is um, recruitment get, recruitment as an as org- as a as a, as, a, as, a uh, as an industry. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Doesn't get talked about, you know, for this for this for the size of it. I think it's 35 billion, 37 billion in the UK. It's enormous. Yeah. But it just doesn't get spoken about. And the thing about recruitment. We change people's lives. Mm. You know, we you, you put someone into a new role, into a new position. They they meet their future wife or husband. They have three kids, buy a nice house, have a lovely life together. And we 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 have made that change in their lives. So it's really Navigated. powerful. I agree. Really powerful. I agree. Well. One
0: thing, I mean, look, I, I, I was in, I've worked in recruitment for seven years myself and I've launched this business and I only work with recruiters, right? So I speak yeah. to recruiters, I work, I understand the industry inside and out and I, and I completely agree. The, the question, I mean, interestingly, what you mentioned there is what, what's different to a lot of the people I've, I've spoken to is you've got five offices, but you're heavily Northern based, right? Yeah. Which, you know, let's go for that. I love a bit of that. What. What's driven you not to go and do what everyone else does and have a big office in London? Why do you? Yeah, say it not?
1: We, 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 to be, to, we we gave it a go. We 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 opened up an office in London maybe about five six years ago. Did it for twelve months. It wasn't working. We pulled out. Right. Um, we couldn't find the right people. It was really expensive. Um, the markets were so fragmented. So competitive, not like you know, in, the, in, in 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 our current offices, uh, where we are, they're all super competitive and super fragmented. But, um, I think that what we did do, we 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 we, we took a commercial decision, we we gave it a really good go, but it just wasn't working. So, we we um, you know, it's quite ballsy for us to go into a market, but even more ballsy to come back out of it. And yeah, so, to we make, to but, but
0: want to quit your losses, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. But it won't it won't stop us in the future. It's like any of these any the things, Sean. You know, we we text we took some really good learns from it and some good lessons. Great. Let's go back to the start then. So yeah. what's your, your background? Was it did you grow up in Manchester or was it so so uh, I was born born in Leicestershire, right. um and then and then um, my parents moved to, to to Lincolnshire. So I went to school in, in, in Lincolnshire, uh love school. Uh, not very bright academically you know scraped a few o levels and a levels that kind of thing loved mm. my sport that was my that was my real thing so yeah, yeah. Uh, football cricket rugby tiddly wings, anything badminton table tennis <laughs>
0: badminton. <laughs> <laughs> literally
1: anything but was 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 half decent at sport and then um uh, got, got got then went went to university um my interesting background my my my, my dad stood for stood for parliament Right. On uh, on five occasions, so so I'm I'm really into my politics, um, but unfortunately he got beat. He stood as a liberal. Right, where I grew up was a really um, Tory conservative area, uh, but he 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 would have made a really good MP, um, but unfortunately uh, didn't make it. My mum my mum uh, uh, was a probation officer. Right, um, I've got um I've got a brother that lives in London and a, my sister lives in Australia. Wow. um so not you know kind of not no, normal child did you end up in manchester with uni then no so so then went to so interesting uh, went to the northeast went to newcastle right uh, so lived in newcastle uh then to sheffield so did yeah. a, a politics really? degree in, in, in newcastle then tried to do a, an ma in sheffield ran out of money um, but as a united fan always wanted to live in manchester yeah. Moved to Manchester um, in the uh, uh, early '90s and have been there ever since.
0: Good time to be in Manchester, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. So my first job, my first job was uh, with a, an organization called Multiple Listing Services that sold advertising on the back of supermarket till rolls. So, <laughs> so, so back in the day, when you when you did your big shop on a Friday, yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you had four non-competing advertisers on the back of the till roll. And the business model was that you take your you voucher to either McDonald's or the dry cleaners. I remember it, yeah. Or, 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 or I don't know, spec savers. And, and the, the, the model being that the, the owner of the business would know how many, um, how many concessions they gave away over the month. So, good, really good idea. Um, taught myself to sell. Went for an interview in Salford on a Monday morning. Left in the Monday afternoon with a car and a sales pack and and my, my my area was sheffield so i was selling right. to 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 sainsbury's and morrison supermarkets in sheffield Did so you're it, driving uh,
0: o- driving over the
1: snakes pass every day exactly yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah so i know that journey really well killed myself a load of times trying, yeah. to, trying to overtake lorries when i was late <laughs> but managed Gloss to up.
0: glossops a killer though in it
1: Gloss oh up. mate yeah it's horrendous but a Gloss decent up. journey though in yeah. the in, in in the summer not so good in the winter People so, listening
0: around the world are thinking, "What are they on about?" But anyway, we'll get through it.
1: Pretty yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so, 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 so got, got taught myself to sell, and then got into recruitment. Right. And who did you? What was the firm you joined at that time? So, a national firm um, called Badenot & Clark, who are, oh, now yes. owned, who are now owned by Adaco. Yep. Um, so, got a job in in, uh, in the Manchester office. Uh, did two and a half, three years there. Then got moved to Leeds to run their Leeds office. Loved it. Absolutely love. Just tell me.
0: by your energy, like you would have been a natural in recruitment, right? You would have been someone who just took to it.
1: Yeah, you know what? When I, when I, it's nice of you to say that, yeah. thank you. But when I when I when I joined when I joined Clark and Master within 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 two or three hours, I knew this was the industry for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, great people, fun environment. You could make money. Um, it's just the best. Yeah. You know, just yeah. just, so much, just so much, But the thing what, is about
0: recruiting... you What were you recruiting?
1: So, uh, so um accountants right so with, within the financial and accounts market but very quickly knew that, that 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 if you if you if you if you if you grafted if you worked hard you could you could you could have a real life yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and and the thing about recruitment is I, I, this analogy that it's a bit like a, a, a sausage machine the more the more you put in the front end the more you get out the back end yeah 100% and, it, and it's 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 so true
0: but not everyone takes to it as quickly and as easily as others. I know I started in Australia in Melbourne. I was a school teacher. I went travelling, landed in Melbourne, got a job at Randstad in the big yeah, yeah. Alpha Towers. Yeah, and I remember I could just naturally talk, right? So I'm sat on a phone, and this Aussie guy is opposite me. I remember Nick King, and he he just kept laughing, and I was like, I'm just talking, and he goes, I, I said, what are you laughing at? He goes, <laughs> well, he just said, mate, you you don't know what you're saying right now. He's like, but you're going to be great. He's like, he just knew straight away that I could talk, I could communicate, I could open conversation with people, and not everyone finds that. But I imagine you would have been that type of guy where you you didn't even know what you're talking about early on, but it was it, it came quite comfortable to open conversation and, and yeah. And
1: I think the thing is that the way when you're having a conversation and you've got you're in a, a challenging conversation, it's it's having stuff to say and keeping it yeah. going and 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 doing all the listening bit and and not selling too early and all that side of it how did your career progress were you pretty a good high performer early on yeah so so uh did okay to begin with it, it, it i i think if you compare uh, uh males with females in recruitment males take a little bit longer to get it it hmm. took me maybe i don't know maybe 6 to 9 months for the penny yeah. to really drop to yeah. really understand what i was doing and and, and that side of it for for, for me f- females tend to pick it up a, a bit quicker um so got to grips with it loved it they, they saw something in me in Manchester. They needed a, a manager in in Leeds, so I was really happy to to to, to relocate to Leeds for, for my career. Um, so did 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 about two and a half, three years in in Manchester, then the similar amount in Leeds. Thing about Baydon Clark, fantastic culture, uh, really really superb training. You know, the, 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 the within within two or three days of me joining, I was thrown right into the deep end. It was a real sink or swim type environment, but I joined. The, the best thing for me is that I joined a really high achieving team. I bet. so 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 you needed to you needed to succeed, and for the first three months, and I'm sure you other listeners might have had this that 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 the, the, um, the first three months going into the office, I've, I felt physically sick because I didn't want to I didn't want to make a mistake
0: yeah, yeah.
1: because the team was so high achieving, um, but I got through that and then it came out the other side and 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 I never really looked back. And when when did you know
0: you wanted to be your own boss? When did you know you were going to start your own firm?
1: Yeah, do you know, I get that asked quite a bit. When I was a kid, my, my dad was uh, my dad did a million things as well as uh, um, wanting to be an MP. He, he he set up a printing business. He was an MD of a polythene factory. He had a wine company, all sorts of stuff. He was a sort of an entrepreneur, entrepreneur had a bit yeah. of money, then lost it, had a bit of money, then lost it, that sort of story. Yeah. But when I was, sort of, I don't know, 10, 11, 12, I always knew that I was gonna to have to get a job obviously but i always kind of knew something ticking in the back of my brain and my body that I, w- I would do i would some somewhere in my life i would do my own thing and mm-hmm. and the, the the great thing about after um six seven years with with bay not clark and then a, one year uh with a small provincial business in leeds i went for it and 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 uh, resigned my job in 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 2000 um sorry in in, in 1999 with a view of setting up sellick in in 2000 and and I just had the confidence after six, seven years I could do it for myself. Why wouldn't I give it a shot? Because if I failed, I'd always get a job back in recruitment. Yeah. So I yeah. didn't really have much to lose.
0: So tell, no, and I, I think that was probably a lot of what I was going down the line of when I was planning my business was I'm already I've already proven I can do it for someone else. Yeah. So I can never go back to
1: not being able to do that now. Like no. I know I can you got that confidence. But well, there is a and bit of fear there. Your, your fallback plan was if it did fail, and it would probably it would never fail for you, and it was never gonna fail for me. Yeah, but if yeah. it did fail, I always have I could always get back into the industry with another of course, business. Of course. Of, course. of course.
0: So talk talk us through those early days then. Where did you set up? How did you set up? What was the story? Paint the picture.
1: Yeah, so so uh, set up the, the first office in, in, in Manchester. Um started just you. Just, just, just me, yeah, uh, within six weeks, two months, hired. Someone to, 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 to help me around the, the admin, the IT, that side of it. But basically set up a, a database from, from the Manchester Evening News, um, put it on an Excel spreadsheet, build it from there. Um, and then slowly grew. Um, I, t- I went to some, some, some friends and ex-colleagues came to join me. So within about six to nine months there was three or four of us and what um, what was the market you focused on early on did you keep it quite specific so yeah it was really specific so it was it was it was I wanted to build a, a, a an interim temporary contract market so yep. I wanted to build a recurring revenue yep. so 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 over the uh, over the month we we'd, we'd, we'd build our temps or build our interims. Um, and it was a really good model to 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 and it was it's turned out to be really successful because each month you get a recurring income rather than perm It yeah. can be a little bit up and down as we all cool. know um so 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 did that um what type of contract is it contractors, like finance or accounting or something? yeah sort of, so we we're, pl- we're, we're placing basically part qualified and qualified accountants right. um into industry but then we moved into public sector then after 9 10 months set up the second office in Newcastle why um because I went to university in Newcastle, and I knew there was a real market there. that Could was on. service
0: it? You couldn't service it from Manchester. No?
1: Well, we, we we did initially. Um, I had a I had a business in in Darlington that that, that followed me uh, when I when I set up. Yeah. Um, so that was that was a, a a real success, but but having gone up there and been to university there, there weren't that many agencies. There was there was a real opportunity. So within nine months, we had two offices. And the thing, Sean, about selling partnership or myself. I didn't I didn't want it to be lifestyle. I wanted to build a brand and yeah. and 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 so it was all it was always in my in my, in my plan to to have multiple offices. Um, when you put your
0: name on it as well like you put your own name on the business. You like Exactly. Diff- I think it's different I I obviously I didn't do that. Hoxo is a made up word. We 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 worked for a firm called Venquist which was a made up word. Right. And I, and I liked it. I liked yeah. when you put it into google it was the top of the tree and there was no comparison and nice. so oxo was like the 900th word we came up with that we we stuck with and people always used to think we were in, in hoxton in shoreditch which we weren't we were right. in, we we're actually in bow in east london which was a lot worse than hoxton but um it was one of them things was you put your name on it and i think it's quite ballsy to put your name on it because it's like <laughs> i am i am but i am the business and yeah amazing. exactly and, and i,
1: I I, I did that for for a purpose that, that that if 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 things went wrong which you know the majority of the time they haven't you know i was i it was my name on the door yeah you know I, I was i was i was there to be to be contacted and the thing about the the in terms of partnership where does that come from sell it partnership i wanted i wanted the business to be a partnership between employees so the employees in the business our our clients and and our and our and our um and our candidates and it, and it's it's worked out really well.
0: Back in 20, 2002, then when you started off, I think that was similar time to LinkedIn launching, wasn't it? Or yeah before. So what was the actual job like back then? Just for people that are listening that perhaps haven't worked in recruitment that long, what were you doing that was on a daily basis back then to do the job?
1: Yeah, so 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 you know people people talk about recruitment all the time in terms of is it glamorous? It's not that glamorous. It's about making relationships. So literally my, in two thousand and two to two thousand and three when I was building our da- database, building our relationships. I'm sat in a small office uh, in the center of Manchester on the phone 24/7 introducing the business, introducing myself, sending out some marketing collateral, using my diary really effectively, going to meet people you know re- but but really thinking about the the, 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 the relationships that that, that that I was trying to create and, and maximizing um, maximizing businesses where I knew there was opportunity. And being really commercial in my decision making, because there's only so many hours in a day. And if, if there were opportunities and I knew there were firms recruiting, it would, it would be spending time in, 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 in tracking those guys down, going to see them um, and that side of it. So back then as well, which probably drove the need for, for a second
0: office is obviously things were different. There was no video conferencing. There was no social media. It was all about phone calls, face-to-face meetings. Yes. I imagine you tried to get in front of your candidates and your clients back then. Like even when oh, I started, yeah. I started in 2011 in Australia and every candidate process was to get them in, register yeah. with a piece of paper. And yeah. you know, you had to register your candidates and prove to your boss that, yeah, how many you registered in a week. And I, I yeah. think to myself now, like, know that would never happen now.
1: Like, but... <laughs> well, I, I've I've got a colleague that, that that would experience who who worked in Australia at the similar time that you were yeah. there, and and she would tell the same story that that, that you, you the, the the culture of the of the firm was to meet people, get them in, understand who they are, who they are, what yeah. their skill set was, and get them out the door. I loved and... it
0: though. I loved that face to face element. That well, you about...
1: learn from people, don't you? Yeah, That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. And the, 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 I used to love interviewing people all the time because. You know, right at the beginning, if I didn't know what they do, I would ask them. People love talking about themselves, yeah. and and you know, if I if I if I did, if I didn't know a technical thing about an accrual or a prepayment or what a management account does or what a financial controller does, I'd ask them. I'd learn, and I could sell that back in the future. Really, yeah, really yeah. obvious thing to do, but people forget that.
0: True, true. You're so,
1: information gathering the whole time.
0: So a year in, let's go yeah. to the end of year one. If you can remember, you've yeah. got two offices. Yeah. how many people how many people you got by then? about so, 5 or
1: yeah, 6 yeah yeah maybe a little bit more than that maybe i don't know 10ish te- te- something like that and how how did the business perform can you remember what sort of revenue you generated yeah so so year 1 we did a million turnover
0: what was um, that in your net fee income
1: yeah yeah so so we did we got off to real we got off to real good start uh, and and that get gave gave the, the, myself the confidence to 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 look at really wanting to grow the business beyond 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 um beyond two offices but it was still very you know it was still very really hands-on it was all about meeting people you know i can't say it enough is is getting the name out there going to see your clients getting in the car getting up in the morning you know i'd get up at stupid hours and go and see people have a meeting before eight o'clock get back into the office and, and start your day what was your life like back then like
0: in terms of outside of work were you were you in a relationship did you have any family to think about what was you what commitments did you have
1: yeah so so um i got married at 34 so um i, I, I had uh, two two years before before um two years setting up the business and developing the business before i got married didn't I didn't have any kids that's um
0: yeah, life a bit easier doesn't it
1: yeah it made it a bit easier borrowed my girlfriend's car um to <laughs> to, to, to get around um, yeah, do you know what it was? It was it, I loved it. It was so it was really exciting. I knew I knew you know once I got into it, 18 months, two years into it, I knew it, I knew I was growing something which which became tangible, and I yeah. could monetize it.
0: I wanted to quickly interrupt this episode to update you on what it is I actually do all day, apart from the Rag Podcast, of course. Now, most of you know from the episodes that I am the founder of Hoxo, right? What you probably don't know is that we're currently working with over 250 recruitment agencies and over 4,000 of their recruiters around the world in every continent and helping these businesses brand themselves and the people in the company better. Now, we have built a creative team over the last six years that helps manage the creation of new agency brands. Obviously, a lot of the listeners in the rag are starting their businesses uh, for the first time. But more often than not, we rebrand tired companies so many businesses we work with are smashing it when it comes to revenue and performance but their website and their online story was built back when they started for like 500 quid and it just does not represent who they are today so we believe getting that right becomes your building a brand becomes your anchor now every good brand also needs traffic right you need people to see it to come to the website see you online and that's where your people come in so we work to either manage the personal brands of your team, or we can teach you how to build the brand yourselves. All of it is designed to give you consistency on LinkedIn that helps you stand out from the competition, show your personality, show and add value, and ultimately make more money. Now, I personally speak to potential new customers along with my business partner, Ama, so I would love to spend some time with you, my rag listeners that I potentially don't even know yet. Any of you that are interested in building a brand that's fit for purpose in 2023 and beyond, come and speak to us. Just click the link in the show notes, fill in the form, and we will be in touch with you within 48 hours to book a 30 minutes video call ASAP. Right, back to the show. Yeah. What? Well, what? One thing that obviously, but you're probably aware of this, right? That you know, the I think it's the stats always waver between about 79 and 81 percent of recruitment firms don't pass ten staff you know they don't actually get beyond know that that's really interesting yeah, they don't pass 10 staff and they don't get beyond a million turnover so right. you, you know you're in that t- like less than 20% that, that do and then there's only 250 firms yeah that um i think break 100 staff or something like that so it's a really small and this is uk numbers there's yeah. a really small amount of businesses that get, get to where you've got to yeah. what well, in the early days then how cuz you, cuz your name's on the door you're clearly yes. a great salesman you you're out meeting everyone how did you how did you how did you manage to build through other people and not make it the, the Joe show? where yeah. it's all about you. And and I meet yeah. loads of owners where it's all about them, and they've got a glorified yeah. resourcing team that just yeah. filled up for them. But they can't scale because it's all about them.
1: What yeah. was it like for you? I, I think that's a really good question. And I, I, I think one of one of one of one of my, I've got um, some really good talents, a few weaknesses like all of us. But but I soon realised that, that, that as a, as a business owner you can't do everything. So I soon realized realize, and and, and dele- uh, delegation is a really important part of business, but also understanding what your weaknesses are and surrounding yourself with good people. And that that is a real talent. If you can identify good, good people, whether it's marketing, whether it's within your finance function, whether it's employees that are selling with you, it's identifying really good people and having having the um, having the confidence to say, actually, I can't do this. I need to give it to someone else to do. And, and recruit really well. And what what we did um, once once I got into business three or four years three or four years into the organisation, I'm recruiting people that I, that that I may have worked with, that that I've known for two or three years that have wanted to come and join me. Um, that we could then begin to scale it, and 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 move move the organisation into a brand rather than just uh, like I said right at the beginning, n- not a lifestyle organisation. Move it into where we could have multiple offices and 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 rather having 10 employees 25 30 employees and and then you've got something that you can grow but it's all about it's all about not it's all about you know empowering people being empathetic and giving people opportunities is there a period though where you go from
0: you're producing a lot of the revenue yeah and you've got to expect a slight dip or a plateau because you're letting others come through and you're passing work on and you're not necessarily making it about you because you know you can jump back on the tools whenever you want. You can pick up the phone, you can go out to meet, you can do deals, but the business doesn't grow when you, when you focus on that.
1: Yeah. And, and I think that, that I've always had this, you know, the the, 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 the easy part of, of recruitment is actually placing people. The tougher side of running the business is, is running it is, is, you know, um, recruiting people into your organization you know, you might have credit control issues. You might have payroll issues. All that side of it. The easy part is actually picking up the phone and and, and finding a job and placing it and interviewing a candidate. The tougher side of, of of running your own business is the people side of it. Yeah, yeah. That's a real challenge.
0: So, how did you how did you transition? Where, and what point was it when you remember starting that process?
1: Yeah, I, I just I think I still do it. I, you know, I, culturally at selic all the directors have, have always built so I, I you know i've come in this morning into our liverpool office i've i've sent two jobs to to people around the around the business one to my colleague in manchester one to my colleague in in newcastle um i still get i still get those calls i still get those introductions um i think that, that i'm still quite grounded and i think why 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 Sell it culture has worked really well is that if if employees if you've been with the business 5 minutes and you see directors that have been with the business 18 years or 20 years and they're still on the phone speaking to clients or or, or interviewing candidates that culture is really powerful and they see that, that there's no there's no there's no glass um you know there's, there's no ivory towers itself like everyone's we have very open plan offices um there's, there's there's no hidden rooms or anything like that we're, we're we're really open and transparent and that that really works culturally right because, it's, so, because if I, if I'm two minutes in and I see see if I see Joe Selick on the phone speaking to a candidate, you know I think that's really powerful.
0: So it's not about it wasn't about you completely stepping away and giving it all. No. Away. It, was about, it it's
1: about it's about taking it's about taking people with me on a journey, and it's it's about educating people. It's about developing people's careers, putting a career structure in pre in place. The, the other thing about the business we've got really good longevity. I've had people with me for 15, 17, 19 years. They're still they're still here. It, 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 it's really powerful, and we can sell that to, to 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 people that are coming into the industry now. That that, that we have got a goal. Uh, we have got a really good, good culture. It's thriving. For example, tomorrow is um is um Employee Appreciation Day uh, across the UK. So we're giving everyone the day off, a free day off tomorrow to go and do their own thing. Yeah, and so sure. we've had some really good press across the north. Over the last 24-48 hours about Select doing employee appreciation employee appreciation day. And that's really powerful.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Really
1: powerful. Because you're giving something back there. And people, you know, I've had a million emails and a million calls saying, We can't believe you've done that, Joe. We're so grateful. But you know, you look at the thing about uh, recruitment business business and or general businesses, it's about looking looking after employees because they're the they're the they're the lifeblood of the business.
0: Yeah, 100 percent So you mentioned a few things there. You know, you've had people with you 15, 20 years. Yeah. What do you put that down to? How do you keep someone in involved and happy yeah. and motivated for that long? I mean, I've not even been working for that long. So I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't answer that question myself.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's about I think it's about not not overcomplicating things. I think it's about if you if you've made a promise or you've or you've decided to, to do something is stick with it. It's not. It's not change the goalposts with a commission structure. Make it really simple. Don't over. As I said, don't overcomplicate things. Make it. Make it. Make it a fun. You know, make the culture fun. You spend so much time at work. Make it a nice place to be. Um, we 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 do a, a. We after year three, year four, we introduced a, a team building weekend. So we all go away for two or three days each each year. Um, You've got to keep it fresh. And and, and and keep it inspiring, and 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 keep it enjoyable, because otherwise, you know, this the recruitment is is so competitive. There's a million places that that, that employees could to, could go and work. And I, I could never get my head around the fact that 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 we would we would often maybe hire people that weren't happy from other organisations or other cultures, and the the, the 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 management team has pissed these people off by 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 not maybe paying for their qualifications or, or not maybe, um you know, letting them go to the doctors when they need to go to the doctors or those small things. And yeah. and uh, those small things are really important. And it's, yeah, it's yeah. not, like I said a minute ago, it's not overcomplicating it. It's keeping a culture, which is, which is, which is natural and which is really transparent.
0: And you've been in that culture from day one driving it. So you're, yeah. you're still there. You're still up in the morning. You're still turning yeah. up. You're still, yeah. And that, that's, that's powerful, it's isn't it? That's really powerful, yeah. Really and, that, powerful.
1: and I that think the was... other—I think the other thing is, sorry, mate, I int- 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 interrupted you there. Is about put yourself in their shoes. Yeah. You know, if you yeah. get asked a question, just think about that and what you know. Well, how would if I was them? How would I want? How would I want myself to respond?
0: Yeah. So if we look, if we skip, say, into into the business five, ten years in, I don't—it don't need to be a specific time point. Yeah. But- how did your life evolve? Because again, you started it 34. You didn't. You weren't married. Yeah, no. You didn't have any responsibilities. You're running around like. Yeah, like a You can do it though. And I was the same. I was 30 when I started my business. I wasn't married. I just bought a property, but I didn't have any kids or anything to deal with. Yeah, my life is very different now. I'm married. I've got two stepkids. I've got two dogs. I've got so more. You know, I've got responsibilities coming out of every angle. Yeah, um, but I still managed to get my stuff done. How did yeah. your life evolve over that say 10 year from 34 to 44 outside yeah. of work?
1: yeah so so that's getting married that's i've got i've got now' got four kids wow. um i'm'm I'm, I'm, I've always played rugby so i'm I'm playing rugby each weekend um i'm I'm, I'm, do, I'm doing all that side of it so I'm really enjoying my weekends I'm going out and going about um but I think it's also at, 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 at the, at the at the at the core level it's constantly thinking about the business i'm I'm 24 7 thinking about it. But I can at the weekends, I can, I can, I've got, I'm, I'm able to, to remove myself from it. And this is, this is the the, the, the time that you're talking about five, 10 years in, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm growing the business, we're hiring, we're looking Keep at new offices, we're, we, you know, we, 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 we're beginning to get a brand going. Um, so I can, I can at the weekends, I, I, I can shut off. But during the week, I'm, I'm constantly thinking about it. I'm really immersed into my business. I'm thinking about the name. I'm thinking about what we can do next. I'm thinking about... Um, the relationships. I'm, I'm, I'm constantly um, trying to evolve and trying to make it better. And, and, and going back to the culture, the culture of, of of my business, any business, is super, super critical. If you get your culture right, you're halfway there. Yeah.
0: In terms of being a father to kids mm. while you're trying to run a business as as aggressively as you were, and as how did you balance that? And did you get it right? Do you think? It- um,
1: some my youngest is is seven um did i get it right i think so um you know we we, we've we've done a few nice holidays um that you know that i think they're nice kids but but there's probably times and 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 occasions where um i wasn't there when i should have been there um
0: you up and out the house out their house early every day and
1: coming back yeah, yeah 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 Yeah, so I'm 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 usually on the road by 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 six thirty seven. If that's going into the head office in Manchester or or, or out and about, um, I've not done I've not do done too many parents' evenings. Um, yeah. They're all, but as you know, they have all been online of late. So yeah. that's that's you
0: how. You, your wife stepped in and did that job, right? She took yeah.
1: Over and yeah. So I met I met my wife at um, um, at Not and Clark. Then she 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 came and set up the legal side of our brand with, oh, a, wow. with a colleague of mine. Um, so she's not been in the business for the last five or six years, um, but yeah, you know the the, the 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 thing about family is 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 trying to dovetail the two, yeah. and you you'll you know that it's it's, do, yeah. it's 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 challenging, and you know some day, some days that some days the the family will, will become second because you know I need to go and see this client or see this candidate, and then that would at the beginning that that would take priority.
0: Do you think your wife being in recruitment helped that? she yeah. understand yeah cuz like my wife runs a beauty salon and it's completely different right yeah. so she does have her own business effectively so she does understand the commitment to the cause but i don't think she quite understands how and why i do things the way i do it sometimes whereas if if she'd have worked in my business like yours yeah she she'd have a real appreciation for what what you're doing right
1: yeah this definitely help there's 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 that challenge then when to to not bring everything from work back in back into yeah, home, we'll you know, you, do, you do keep talking about it because you do need you do need to put some some blue water between it. But yeah, some of those big key issues decisions, yeah, I'll, I'll always have those conversations with her because she she she's a better saleswoman than me, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, re- a real good closer. Yeah, um,
0: yeah,
1: but yeah, I'll definitely have those conversations. What,
0: well, what well, from what I've got so far. From the outset, is it, it? It seems like it. It's gone really well, right? It's, it's been a positive experience. You've got a great business. What could you go back to? some times where it wasn't so well. Yeah, I can. You, could, you know, because that's what we want to. We don't all. We know Man. it's not as smooth as just pick up yeah. the phone and start a firm and everyone's happy. So, so, where, so, so,
1: we're, so, we're 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 um, we're um f- we're 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 traveling along really well. We've got some really good. um We've got some really good energy. We get to two thousand eight. 2007, 2008. We think we're going to take over the world. Yeah. So at that stage, I think we've got maybe nine offices. Wow. Uh, we've got uh, an office in in uh, Belfast. We've got offices in Preston, Chester, uh, and, and and the others that we, that we currently have at the moment. So I think we peaked at maybe nine offices. How we many staff? How many staff at that point? Then? Yeah, I think we've got maybe and this is after after uh, six, seven, eight years. We've got we must have had like 80 90, and then and then and then 2008, um, the the credit crunch, the financial crisis literally overnight, things become really really tough. Yeah, so I'll give you one example. So, our office in Belfast had been really successful. We'd made I'd love going to Belfast because I have family there. Um, so love going to going over there, and we we were into a really good market and we're doing really well. We had a team of maybe. 14 15 doing really well the thing about the the Belfast market it was it was built around property and banking and as soon as the as soon as the banks couldn't lend to property it was like turning a a a tap off so so um so over the over the period of about uh 12 to 12 to 18 months we tried to keep our Belfast office open and we burnt a load of cash trying to keep it open because I was emotionally attached to it I had family there I loved oh, yeah, going yeah. there but we were losing money big amounts of money month to month and uh, and it how was just that, How long did that run for before you had oh, to Oh yeah you know mate probably 12 14 months a long time yeah and we were burning lots and lots of money but I wanted to keep it open I'd, and I couldn't I couldn't you know people were telling me you need you need to do something about that Joe that's not going to work out and I kept kept it open kept it open finally made the decision that, that, that it was just untenable um what was the reason we, they couldn't why they couldn't they turn it around it was just that the market wasn't there yeah. um the, the, the it was literally shown that overnight that the, the, the market contracted yeah, yeah. And, and and we we thought we could we could thought we could sell our, sell our way through it but but we couldn't so um so at that period of time we we closed uh, we closed our belfast office we closed our Chester and Preston offices. We had to. We, had, we made some redundancies. We had to make some real tough decisions. And we we had a we had a period of, of, of maybe um, maybe eighteen months, two years. And this is I'm now in sort of 2010, 2011, 2012, where we had a really rocky time. Yeah. And and I managed I managed to keep the the generally the the, the senior management team together. And A lot of those people that were with me then are still with me now. So that was about having those honest conversations with people in the, in, the, in the company that, you know, we'd made some decisions that were possibly the wrong decisions, but we had to make we had to make some other decisions to, to, to think about the survival of the of, of the business. So we had some we had some really uh, a rocky 18 months, two years, but we got through it uh, and it was about keeping the team together and then thinking about the future and but the the, the 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 good thing about that was it was a, it was the first real time in my career having run the business where we'd done, we'd made some mistakes and it was then taking those learns and moving it forward and 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 thinking about those learns and you did you shrink headcount at that point then yeah 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 we pro- we probably came from um 80 or 90 down to maybe 45 50 and 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 really contracted the 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 the, the business and then and then thought about our markets, and um, once we once we traded our way through, it was then beginning to think about growing. But for for for, for eighteen months, two years, it was it was touch and go. We had a we, we had a tough recession, we had a really tough recession. But we I mean, got through.
0: Uh, again, those people are not just numbers either; they're human beings <clears> with, more, with mortgages and families and kids. And you've got to you know, exactly them know. People and, don't and, really think about that. But it's not a nice; it's a horrible situation to have to go through that as a business. Yeah, owner. And,
1: and, and going back to what you said twenty minutes ago about having my name on the door. When we closed these offices, it was me that went to Belfast. It was me that went to Chester. Me went to Preston and had these tough conversations with people, and to to say, you know, we're in a we're in an environment where where we might have to make redundancies and all that side of it. But I I didn't want I didn't want to devolve that to anyone else. I want to do that myself because I'd hide them, and I felt there's only thing the only honourable thing to do was to for me to make those um, to have those conversations with them.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. And I think I got
1: a bit of respect out of that. Yeah. Rather well, than I, someone else doing it.
0: I remember I I came back to the I went out to Australia, got in recruitment, joined a firm in London in twenty in the in the, in the middle of the Olympics in twenty twelve, and it was just nice. just at the time where the market was starting to real recover. I was in Get the back. insurance. I was working in the insurance market recruitment, so you know, financial services and it, and it. We had a net. I think the whole time I was doing that till twenty seventeen, the market was great. Yeah. Um, Boom. So then. Yeah. So then you come out of you come out of that recession, you grow again. Yeah. We then we've probably got what? How many years? Seven, eight years until COVID hit. So you're in Australia at this point. So I, I came back to London in twenty twelve. Yeah. And then I and I worked for five years for a firm and then I started my own business in twenty seventeen, right? Nice. So I'm looking at your life and thinking you've gone from the you've come out of the recession, the credit crunch, you've probably got seven, eight years until the pandemic Growth. hit. Yeah. But then you going into talk, talk us through the pandemic for you because you're a you're a physical business you're all in the yeah. office yeah working in a, you know you got that high energy wake up every morning you're all together
1: yeah
0: then the world changes like Not. my business was actually quite different but talk us through what what it was like for you in early early
1: 2020 three years ago which is bonkers it is yeah it is bonkers and. Uh, Listening to the news this morning when I was driving over to to to, to Liverpool, they were they were talking about the the the, the pandemic with all the with all the um, Daily Telegraph news that's coming out at the moment, yeah. with all the WhatsApps between uh, between Hancock and all his colleagues. So mm. we kind of you know if thinking back um, to, to November December nineteen, where all this stuff's coming out of 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 China and there's a there's a you know there's 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 a pandemic and and it's it's growing and then it, it kind of it gets to Europe and and it's in, it hammers Italy. Then it's gone to Spain and France. And, and you know where 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 I think the UK has gone wrong is that, is that the twenty five mile channel wasn't going to stop the pandemic, and it had been seeded in the UK. So so our our major decision was to buy a load of laptops yeah. in 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 January.
0: You didn't even have your business wasn't even laptop friendly in in early twenty twenty.
1: Well, we had, no, we had we had we had we had laptops. Uh, we had laptops in, the, in 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 the business, but we had to buy a load more yeah, because yeah, yeah. because I, I guess it was dawning on us that something was going to happen, and if the if there were if there was going to be, um, you know, if we needed to be more agile um, and more, um, you know, if we were going to have to do things at other places rather than the office, then then we needed to get our act together. We'd also made um, uh, a good decision that we bought some some software. Where we could um, we could um, have video conferencing and all that side of it, yeah. so we got our timing right in terms of the technology and 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 and, um, and, and the laptop side of things. And then on 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 uh, Johnson makes Johnson on the Friday says, yeah yeah Friday the thirteenth wasn't it? Yeah exactly. Yeah. You, you know you're all you're you're all going to be at home, and within about within within I don't know three or four days we'd we'd got we got ourselves up and running. Um I I. I, I the first lockdown was absolutely horrendous for the Selleck household. So, if you can picture four kids, you've got one at one at four, one at one at seven or eight. It was a complete nightmare. Yeah. The other, the other two were not. So, I got two girls, uh, a, a lad, Ted, who's the middle one, and then the youngest one, uh, Mabel. So, it was it was a real it was a real tough learn. So, I'm trying to I'm trying to have meetings over Zoom or Ring Central, whatever it is. I've got kids everywhere. You know, we're trying to do learning with them. Horrendous. Horrendous. Yeah. But but like everyone, we, you know, you got somehow we all got through.
0: Were you going into that pandemic like still five days a week, all in the office, including you? Was it were you were you in everything? Because I, I spoke to a couple of people who were I, I interviewed a guy on this podcast in person in London as it used to be, just before the pandemic. And he was about to sell the business. Okay. He was far, he was removed from everything. And then he gets shot back in and he's right. the guy he's buying laptops, 300 right. staff. and yeah. He's right like back like, in the thick of it. He's gone from literally like planning his boat trips to he's being, fucking, being literally sinking in the boat, trying to get people back on the phone. It was, it was literally, what was it like? What was the transition like for you? Was it quite?
1: Yeah. It, it was, so again, going, going back to, 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 to this, we've got a really strong senior management team. Everyone, yeah. everyone is, is fairly clued up. Everyone embraces what's happening. Um, we very quickly we get into a, a culture of, 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 of um, Zoom or Teams meetings first thing in the morning, and then a, a one after lunch. We've tried to do we've tried to do uh, you know cultural stuff by 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 keep by keeping people all together. We're sending out a lot of information in terms of advising people about changes uh, with the COVID laws. You know, I don't even remember if you think back, Sean. That they were literally saying stuff every hour on the hour, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were making, and we were trying to interpret what the fuck, what we were meant to do, and it was horrendous. Um, but somehow, looking back, we all, we all, we all, we all got through. So I'll give you some, 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 some numbers. We all get sent home um, in March. Our, our numbers then bottom in yeah. June because we think the world's going to stop closing. No one's hiring. All that side of it. By October of November, the same year, so so 220, we're hitting best ever's. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and the market went bonkers, didn't it? The yeah. market went bonkers. The turnaround was crazy. From so from June to, to to bottoming out, we then, you know, four week four months later, three months later, we're hitting best ever's across a load of our teams. What did that
0: what did that do for you personally? Again, uh, from the- a confidence perspective,
1: it was, it was it was it was it was inspiring.
0: What about low? Because I imagine in the business you ran, it was face-to-face, in the office, five days a week. Suddenly you've got guys that you're not seeing all day and they're performing and the business is... Did it it genuinely make you think differently about the way the the business ran?
1: Yeah, totally. I really struggled with it. I really struggled because I don't... uh, During... uh, Prior to the pandemic... Um, on the odd occasion, I'd work from home, but I didn't. I don't like working from home. I want to. I'm, you know, I want to be in the office. I want to be be meeting people, seeing people, asking them about their markets. You know, where they're making money, where they're not making money, all that side of it. So I really struggle with it. And um, on two or three occasions, would would, would 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 go out and about, and actually had colleagues phone me up saying, "Joe, you can't do that. You yeah. know, you, you you might get arrested." <laughs> you know you might get pulled over by the police but i couldn't help it i just yeah. needed to go and, and do things and then i started then think about as we got to the summer when the government was going to let us back into the offices yeah yeah. yeah. had to get all the offices COVID compliant yeah
0: well, so well, that, that then
1: became my job to go to the offices to go and figure out you know uh same direction of people walking around the offices and Hunkers, well, know, sanitizers so. everywhere and and arrows going left right and center and <laughs> All that side of it, but I was quite pleased to do that actually because it, it, yeah. gave, me, um, it gave me, um, yeah, it gave me some focus and it gave me some, some, um, um, the fact that we're going to go back into offices, it gave me a bit of, um, you know, some, some good things to look forward to. But I don't, really, you know, I really
0: struggle with it. Here's a message from our newest sponsor in 2023, the Recruit Hub. Are you thinking about starting a recruitment business in the UK or the USA? If you've thought about it, if you've got any desire to start a recruitment business in the future, or you might have just started up and you think, am I doing it right? Then you can download a startup blueprint and access key information. Information relating to funding. How much money do you actually need and what are your options? Knowing where you stand, you know, what is your non-compete and do you have any restrictions you really need to consider? Do you need a co-founder? What do you need to know about going alone? Going with someone else? How to automate your way to billing faster? Business planning basics, things like what is a business plan and how do you write one? Um, And then how do you come up with a name and build a brand? Now, if you are interested in taking this document, our newest sponsor are giving it away for free. They are called Recruit Hub, and you can get it at recruit-hub.com forward slash startup-blueprint. The link to this message is in the show notes. So go away, get that free information, and see if you're capable of starting a new business, or the business you've just started is it set up for success? Let me know. And then since then, obviously, twenty one April twenty one, when we came out of the last lockdown, I remember it really well. Um, what
1: is this when we when when when? Um, uh... Sunak did his um, stay-out-to-eat-out or whatever it was. So that was
0: actually in the summer of 2020. That was like July, August 2020. Okay. And then we had a period where everyone was going to be back in the office. And then, if you remember, October, November 2020, we went back into lockdown and we stayed yeah, in it. Yeah, that's right. Because remember, wow. I, knew that, I was living back in Manchester and Andy Burnham was fighting about Zone 4 and Liverpool... Yeah, that's right. We, we got put in a zone that Liverpool didn't and it was, it was yeah. on the move. And then, yeah. and then by April... I remember I went down to London for the, we, we could go out for a beer with the team and we're all sat outside. It was freezing in April. It was That's it was right. Like minus two or something. And, yeah. we, and we were outside drinking and it felt like the world was about to, and, it, and and after that, it's it's been back to normal. How has your business from an operational perspective evolved as you were able to go back to the previous? Did you keep some of the processes? Have you evolved yeah. back out? What, what's it moved into?
1: So 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 where we had where we are now is we we had a so we're, we're we're all we're all at home for 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 a period of I don't know six months first lockdown whatever it was, so then we we, we, we get back to the offices then we, as you described a minute ago then we then we get sent home again, so when we finally get back in we're we're now having a debate around because uh, we've been quite successful at home, yeah. So 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 then so then you've got um, generally a culture in from a business perspective you've got big companies allowing people to spend. You know, one day at home, two days at home, full full home working, um, or the hybrid, whatever it is. So we get into a big de- debate from a from a board perspective and a senior management perspective as to how we're going to accommodate people's requests. Yeah. So we have a we have a debate a discussion over about six weeks, and the majority of this is over Zoom or Teams, is to finally come to a conclusion because we needed to. Because we going back to our success, we we, we had to. I think be honorable to people that had been successful who were giving us um who were asking us, well, can we spend um a, a day at home week or two days or whatever? Anyway, long story short, we came to a conclusion where we, we did a three and two. Yeah. So we did a three and two split. However, if you wanted to do five days in the office, you can. Yeah. But but three of those days uh, were in the office and Monday being mandatory. Yeah. And then the teams have evolved and developed. Um, in whichever direction or however they want to accommodate their their own. Um... You're
0: still running that now because I've heard a lot of businesses are moving more to four and one now. It's becoming more. It's going backward to the early days.
1: Yeah, we're we're doing we're still doing three and two, but people are. We always had the, we always um, embraced this word choice yeah. that if people wanted to do five days, they could do it, um, and it's 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 worked for us actually. Because, because I think that the choice that we, we gave and, and the empowerment that we gave, people have naturally come back um, to the offices. Because the thing about Sean, the thing about recruitment is, it's about learning. It's about um, it's about being with other people. It's a sales environment. You can't. There's only so much of that stuff you can do at home. And particularly if you're trying to bring new people into the organisation, you just can't do that over Teams. Or you can't do that over Zoom you need to be physically with, with an individual, sat next to them, training training and developing them and, and and taking their careers forward. I think that, you know,
0: we've had this debate on so many episodes. It's it's that, the, it's it's that the creative argument, bit, isn't it? The argument around, you know, a rookie coming in at 21 needs to be in a room with older, more experienced people to learn. But, the old, but then the people in their 30s that have got kids are perhaps more comfortable and enjoying the fact that they can do two or three days at home. Yeah. So it's, it's trying to get both, trying to please both camps
1: because. It, it's getting that balance. Yeah. Really and that, awesome. that is, if you think it is achievable, you know, if you've got the right, if you've got the right, senior, if you've got the right management team in place who, who are able to, who want to embrace other uh, new people coming to the organisation, they know they're going to have to spend a bit more time um, in the office to develop, develop their careers. But as that person comes through, then, you know, they, they, then they may spend a little bit more time at home. So it's just about, it's not broad brushing it it's treating each case individually and i think going back to the culture that's why the the, the sell it culture has been has been successful because we're not broad brushing it we're taking each case um, individually and, and 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 coming up with a decision what
0: i've got a few more questions and one hmm. one on what, what has being a business owner for the period of time 20 years what was it given to you what what would you say you've 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 taken from being at the helm of a business that's grown and, and done what it's done for 20 years?
1: Okay. It, it, it's given me an income, it's given me um things that, that 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 I might not have been able to have done, um, that I have been able to have done with just being an employee. It's given me inspiration. Um it's it's allowed me to 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 grow a business. Which is which I think you know it's a big thing to grow a brand to to have 100 employees, but it's not, it's never all been all about me. It's been, it's a, it's been about taking people on a journey. And I think that's that really testament to the longevity that I do have with, 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 with people in the company. And it's, it's like I I use, I use this word a bit. It's been being transparent, putting yourself in their position and, and giving people opportunity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm
1: being
0: honest. And it, I think fulfillment is a word that I would use for myself. Like, you know, I, I feel fulfilled running my firm. I think it keeps me occupied mentally in a way that I perhaps would I bet get. you love it, don't you? Yeah, I'm obsessed with it. Like I yeah. genuinely think about yeah. it for, like in the morning and night. Constantly. And I love it, but I genuinely enjoy the, the what I'm doing, right? The cut and um, thrust of it. You, yeah. you, you you get absorbed by
1: it, don't you? It just takes yeah. you over in a, in a in a in a good positive in a good, way. In a good way, yeah. In a good way. Yeah. Um, but 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 also there are, you know as we talked about ten minutes ago you, you have sometimes you have to make decisions which are which a decision that you, you you don't want to make but but for the success of the business you've got to make them as directors of a business your your sole priority is to the is to the organisation
0: yeah one hundred percent now. Right now, you're going through. You, you you are open with me that there's an event process going on. So you're you're now at 20 years. What talk talk us through what is going on? What's your plan? Where are you heading? Yeah. Where's the business heading?
1: So 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 in 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 2019, seventy um, percent of, of CELIC was bought by uh, a French business called Samzik. Oh wow! Uh, so so they're um, they're a uh, three point two million to three point two billion turnover French. Business out of Rennes in Brittany,
0: recruitment business.
1: Yeah, so they so they're eighty percent facilities management, right? Twenty percent uh, recruitment. So the facilities management side of it, um, they're looking after airports, offices, railway stations, doing all the cleaning, all that side of it, and, and loads of other stuff. Uh, the recruitment side of it is 20 percent. So they have uh, they have uh, other recruitment businesses other than the UK and Italy, uh, in Belgium, obviously in France. Uh, other countries around Europe, and um, so we we sold we sold seventy percent to them in two thousand nineteen. Um, how, how did that happen? Like, what was the? How did that come about? Because that's an interesting.
0: I've never heard anyone be bought by like a French company. That like like it's a quite a different story. That
1: yeah. So so we, we we went to the market. We myself and my fellow directors. We we wanted to 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 um, after after nineteen years. We wanted to um, you know uh see some value in terms of all our hard work
0: yeah yeah. but the
1: other the other major side of it is we wanted to 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 find an organization that wanted to grow with us um and invest in us and take the take the brand further forward so our turnover in 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 2019 was around about 40 45 mil um year that just finished 2022 our our, um our our odds accounts will be 95 million so they've helped us grow rapidly in 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 four years they're great guys they're 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 family owned they've allowed us to to they don't want to run sell it punch they've allowed us to to run it in the way we have wanted and and grow it in the way we wanted so so the relationship has been really strong prior to them actually buying us we turned down two offers and i thought about this when i was driving over to, to 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 have the podcast that was one of the most Important decisions is turning down offers because we knew what we didn't want, which then actually affected in terms of what we did want. So actually, turning turning these other organisations down was again really powerful. What what were they? What was you have to go into detail
0: obviously, but what what was it on the table that that put you off? The The price was wrong.
1: (laughs) Number one, the price was wrong. But it just the 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 the, one of the organisations was was. just didn't feel right from a cultural yeah. perspective, and the other one was PE backed. Right. So we didn't we didn't want to, We didn't want to get into into bed with a with a, a private equity. And uh, we'd much we'd much rather wanted to get involved in in maybe uh, continental Europe or Japan or the States. Um, and our decision turned has turned out to be the right decision. Mm-hmm. So to elude what you, you 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 were speaking about, I've got an event coming up um, in the future and you know i've i've thoroughly enjoyed my time with with my french colleagues and 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 maybe long may that continue
0: so you're you'll have a decision at some point whether you want to stay around and keep going or you could, yeah,
1: they're, you they're, could. They're, they're, i've got a decision to make i suspect i will stay around i, I really get on with these with, with these french guys really well they get on with me really well um, and we we we, we 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 we've had a relationship which which has been really open and transparent and and like i said long may long may it continue
0: two things that come to my mind just off the back of that number one is 2019 was just before the pandemic right so yeah timing wise must have been interesting because i bet those french guys were a bit like oh shit we bought you and like you said the bottom down of your your cost and your 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 market till june that year
1: was there some panic there from on there was there any any issues but, that like we well i think i think that the, 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 they were going through the same you know france yeah. got hit hard sooner than we did so they were kind of ahead of the curve a little bit right. um so we were all we we're all in it together and and i, I, I think it was it was you know th- there was a period for two or three months where we all thought the world was going to stop turning didn't we yeah 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 we just didn't know where we were going to be or you know what was going to happen so we were all like i said we we're all in it together we're we're having we're having zoom calls we're having you know teams calls all that side of it and it it was i think it was just a case of 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 getting through and we were doing, you know, we were doing budgets. any
0: extra pressure though the fact that you you now had the
1: commitment to another organisation? To... Yeah, a, a, a little bit because, but they were they were really open with us that that that, that they they knew that our 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 two twenty budget wasn't going to be yeah. how it was outlined um, in two thousand nineteen. But actually, at the end of the year, I think we ended up beating it. Yeah, because yeah, as we yeah. talked about the market came back really quickly but I think the reason that relationship that our relationship with samzik has worked so well is 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 we were just we were all in it together and we all had to come out of it together and 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 so there was a bit of added pressure but 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 we got through one
0: thing I always want to know about from entrepreneurs that do realize that whether they sell the whole business or they sell a percentage and they realize some wealth creation off the back of it like mm. How did it actually feel when that went through for you? Can you take us back to where you were when that deal was done and, and what the emotions were like?
1: Yeah, so so myself, myself and 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 my two colleagues, two equity directors, we we we'd had six eight meetings with 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 Samzik. We knew where they were right. Um, we we did the deal. We actually did the, the finally did the deal at Man City Stadium because they because the, 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 the these French guys they're really sporty. and 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 uh, so we were mirroring once we got to know them it's a bit like dating you know once we got to know them and what that what they um what they're into and they're all into their football they sponsor they have have a um they have a a cycling team they also sponsor ren the 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 the, the, uh uh, french division one team and they i think they sponsor the shorts of leon the rugby team so they're really into the sport anyway so um I, I would have rather done our deal at Old Trafford, but well, they, they obviously appreciate good football,
0: right? Well, I mean, it they're guys; they got a brain in their head; they know where Well, I
1: found, I found Old Trafford up because I wanted to hire one of the directors' boxes to, to, right, to look right. over the pitch to, 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 to do the final meeting, but I couldn't. I could, they wouldn't. Old Trafford wouldn't organise it, so I thought, you know what? There's one other team in Manchester. Yeah, I'll yeah, give yeah. them a call. So they were a lot more hospitable. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we got a box right over the halfway line. Wow. It was a it was a February February day, and we'd been in there all day, and we had a really nice uh, moment where we we'd shaken hands on the deal, and you know the, the, we we knew we were going to do it. And uh, I'd got them. I bought uh, all the the, the 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 French guys and um, city shirts and all that side of it. Um, and as we came out of the uh, of the room and we were getting the lifts down to the car park to leave. Manchester looked really amazing. There was a nice, yeah. nice sunset, and you could see all the cranes and and, yeah. the, and the wealth of Manchester. And it was just a really nice vision for me to, that, that I've kept in my head since then. And it was a buzz, yeah. You know, but- it was a really buzz to create to create something from two thousand and uh, when the, when I first started the business to two thousand and nineteen, and 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 from nothing to, to to having sold it. And I've got goosebumps thinking about it because you know I'd 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 been the figurehead and leader of it, but like I say, I, I I couldn't have done it done it without the the, the great team behind me, and and, and we realised we realised something through all our hard work.
0: But it doesn't sound like that cash injection in your personal life, and that it's not burnt your fire out. It doesn't. Sound, I don't get the vibe like you're ready to go and play golf or rugby. No, time. no, I don't,
1: I'm not a golfer. <laughs> um, no, 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 it hasn't. And you know, I've been. I've been fortunate enough to, to to make money through the deal. I don't think about that at all. No. Um, I, I, the, the, what I do think about is the thirty percent that I have left in the business is growing that, and 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 um, tr- tr- trying to take that side of it forward. So yeah, you know, I I I I think people will say this about me. I haven't changed that much. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just want to you know keep, keep doing what I'm doing, and I love it. I love it. You know, it's it, it's a great industry. Anyone out there that sees this that's looking for a career or or looking to get into something which is which is fun and you can you can have a great life think about recruitment
0: well everyone listening it are in the industry pretty much already right it's, it's the majority of our listeners are founders or aspiring founders that are going, yeah. they want to go on a journey like you so yeah you know if there are people listening outside of recruitment who want to get in i mean obviously but there's people sat there billers you know looking at me in 2016 the reason i started this show is because in 2016 i'm a top biller, come manager thinking about starting my own business with no resources to lean on yeah. and you know i couldn't even speak to the people i work for because they were my bosses yeah. so you got to you do know, it privately There was a gap There was a real gap in in and now hopefully we filled that gap because people can listen to people like you and in an hour they can gain valuable information but also more than information it's inspiration that this shit is possible for any of us if we work hard enough we've got a clear proposition and we we expect it to be a bumpy ride. It won't be all easy, but you know the rewards are there
1: to be had. Yeah, I, th- I think you're spot on. If if you've if you've got if you've got a vision, you've got the energy, you've got the confidence, and I think also if, you've, you've got to go into to, to, if you're going to set up your own business, go into it with your eyes wide open. You can't play with it. No. Like you said a minute ago, you've got to totally immerse yourself in it and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's why we do it, Joe. That's been an hour. That's been, honestly, one of the... That's whistle, uh, so, isn't it? So much fun. So much fun. Thank That's you so much. By. Thanks for giving us your time today. I know how busy you are. Um, If anyone does want to reach out to you off the back... Absolutely. If there's, you know, if there's a recruiter there or an owner that just wants to check in with you and, and ask some questions, just drop you... Is, is LinkedIn the best place or would it be Link, an email?
1: Yeah, j- li- LinkedIn, jump on my website. I think my details are on there. Yeah. Um, I'm, re- I'm really accessible. Um, yeah. If someone wants to find me, they'll find me. Wicked. have a wonderful day thanks so much we'll get you back on again in the future I'm
0: sure and we'll see how much you've evolved and what's happened in the next couple of years Sean I've loved that and and thank you for the invitation have a good day Pleasure. pleasure thank you as always for listening to today's show I truly truly hope that you got value from it that's the only reason I take time every week is to ensure that my audience future and existing recruitment owners are learning from each other to make this industry that I love so much stronger today's episode was brought to you by Hoxo Media I am the CEO and founder of Oxo Media, and we are the world's leading content marketing and personal branding agency for recruitment businesses specifically. So we are working with over 200 agencies and 2,000 recruiters right now, both managing the brands, producing content, building written video podcast content for niche recruitment agencies all over the world, as well as coaching at a desk level individual recruiters in your businesses how to be better on LinkedIn. That's how to brand themselves. That's how to produce content. That's how to use the opportunity on LinkedIn to get traffic to their profiles and turn that into business. We're coaching people all over the world every single day. If any of that sounds of interest, please do visit www.hoxomedia.com or drop me, Sean Anderson, a personal message on LinkedIn. I would love to talk to you. I'll see you soon.